You want to stand up for yourself. You have to have your goals and your vision well laid out and well defined. And then you have to have a strategy um, that that is matched to those goals so that you can so that you know what you want, so that you know when you're not getting it. Otherwise, you're left with a vague sense of dissatisfaction and resentment, and that's a very, very difficult thing to articulate. And if you can't articulate it, then you can't negotiate. If you know what you want and you know why, then you can make a case for yourself. Okay, so let's assume now that you've laid out a vision and a counter vision, which the Future Authoring Program also helps you do, so you know what kind of hell you want to avoid that you might drift into if you were too agreeable for the rest of your life. That would be a hell that consisted mostly of people taking advantage of you all the time and you feeling resentful and bitter about it. Not something I would recommend. Um, See, I think that women are agreeable because it helps them deal with infants, but it's not a great temperamental strategy for dealing with complex um, organizations in in the adult world. So I think it's a price that women pay for also being adapted to have plenty of patience for very young children. And then you have to overcome that to some degree to put yourself forward properly in more complex hierarchies of accomplishment. So I would say once you have your vision established, your vision for the future and your counter vision, so you're afraid of what will happen if you don't stand up for yourself, then you need to consult your resentment. Because if you're resentful about something, as far as I can tell, there's generally only two reasons. One is you should grow the hell up and quit whining. So you've got to find out first if you're just feeling sorry for yourself. And you can think that through, make a pro and con case, and you can talk to somebody that you care about about that. I'm not assuming that that's the reason, but that's one potential reason. If you're not merely feeling sorry for yourself, then you probably have something to say and something that you need. And you need to figure out what that is, and then you have to develop a strategy to to put that forward. I've seen lots of people in my personal life and in my private practice not get what they want because, well, A, they don't specify it, and B, they don't ask for it. And if you're negotiating, say, for a raise or for a promotion and so forth, you have to put yourself forward. You need to tell your the person you're working for why you should be treated with more consideration or respect or have more resources devoted to you or more authority um, what shifted to you and you have to make a case for that a compelling case so that they have a reason to attend to you and that's not good they're not going to notice because most managerial types are so overloaded with work that they never notice when anything's going right they just notice the things that are going wrong so you need to make a plan You have to have a strategy that goes along with that plan. You have to have articulated arguments for why certain a certain form of treatment is appropriate to you. And then you have to have the courage to put that forward. And I guess you have to remember that you owe yourself as much as you owe other people. You have to take care of yourself like you take care of other people. And and that's a moral duty. And if you practice that, you can do it. And a lot of that, a lot of that's also associated with telling the truth. You know, you don't have a better friend than the truth, even though it can be very harsh in the short term. And so, if you're unhappy at work because you're being taken advantage of, then you have to strategize yourself out of that. You have to learn to negotiate. And a lot of that also means that you have to overcome your hesitancy to engage in conflict. And you got to think about it this way: negotiation and conflict are somewhat indistinguishable. 
And it's easy moment to moment to avoid negotiation conflict, but you pay a terrible price for it in the medium to long term. It's better to face the conflict forthrightly in the present and make peace for the medium to long term. And there's, there's courage in that. So that's the other thing I would say is gird up your loins and, 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 and allow yourself to act courageously, tr- courageously and truthfully. One of the things you deal with very commonly if you're a clinical psychologist, apart from depression and anxiety, is, well, behavior therapists offer assertiveness training. And now, the people who need assertiveness training are often people who are too agreeable, compassionate, polite, by temperament. Now, the problem with that is that they let every other, they let people walk all over them because they don't, they don't stand up enough for themselves. And the consequence of that is they get resentful. And then they get bitter, and then they get conniving, and then they get, and then they'll mob. And so, because they're not, they'll do anything for everyone else, but they push themselves beyond their limits, mm-hmm. and they and then they won't even recognize the limits because they feel, well, if I'm not doing everything for you, then then I'm not a good person. It's like, no, a good person does a little for you. Like if I'm acting properly with you, say in this conversation. There's something in it for you, mm. and there's something in it for me, right? right? And we want that to be reciprocal. Mm. And so the cost of me bending too far in your direction is that I'll become bitter and resentful and conniving. And and that, and resentment, is an unbelievably toxic state of being. It starts out with the admission that life is brutally difficult and, and sometimes unbearably brutally difficult. And, and you can see... The progressives playing with that notion, it, it's, it's, it, it's warped into this sense of victimization, but it does, does reflect some understanding of the underlying tragic reality of life. And so it's good to get that right out on the table to begin with. Mm-hmm. Say, well, you're miserable, you have your reasons. And they might be deep reasons. But if you let the misery demoralize you and make you bitter and cynical and cowardly and make you withdraw, then first of all, that's a failure in the highest sense on your part, and all it's going to do is make everything worse. And then you might think, well, what do you have to 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 respond to that? How do you respond to that catastrophe and challenge? And the answer is, and this is what Rocky is telling his son in no uncertain terms, is like, terrible as things are, there's a lot more to you than you can possibly imagine. And that if you face those things forthrightly and with some faith and courage, then you can... You can, you can have the adventure of your life and prevail even over catastrophe. One of the advantages to having, to, to having the computational power we have is that everything is at your fingertips. And the disadvantage is that everything's in your face. And by everything, it might be 40 million pornographic images. Mm. Like that's a lot. Or an endless array of tragic scenarios. And really endless. And so that's a problem. And the problem, the fundamental problem, is how do you handle the fire hose of information? And no one really knows the answer to that. But we should also point out that it's no wonder that young people are demoralized and anxious because we're doing everything we can to demoralize them and make them anxious. So on the masculine front, we we tell young boys that, well, the world's a terrible patriarchal tyranny and all of that patriarchal tyranny, which is the whole explanation for history, has done nothing but oppress and exploit people and destroy the planet. And so that any manifestation of that masculine impulse on your part is equivalent to the world-destroying force. 
I hope to encourage people. Other than that, I want to see what happens. You know, I want to say what I believe to be true as clearly and and carefully as I possibly can, and I want to see what happens as a consequence. And what people don't understand about that, in some sense, is your, your happiness. The, the purpose of your life is not going to be happiness. Sometimes it is. Sometimes that will come, but there will be difficult periods in your life, and happiness won't suffice then. But what you can have in your life is an adventure. You can have an adventure, and the truth is the best adventure. There's no doubt about that, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One is you don't know what's going to happen if you say what you think. Now, I don't mean incautiously, and I don't mean provocatively, or any more than necessary. You don't know what's going to happen, so that's very adventurous. But also. If it's you and your voice, then it's your adventure. And if it isn't, like if you're crafting your、yeah. speech or manipulating in any way, or parroting or abiding by the dictates of the crowd, then I don't know whose adventure you're having, but it's not yours.